الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم من كان يريد العاجلة عجلنا له فيها ما نشاء لمن نريد ثم جعلنا له جهنم يصلاها مذموما مدحورا ومن أراد الآخرة وسعى لها سعيها وهو مؤمن فأولئك كان سعيهم مشكورا كلا نمد هؤلاء وهؤلاء من عطاء ربك وما كان عطاء ربك محظورا انظر كيف فضلنا بعضهم على بعض وللآخرة أكبر درجات وأكبر تفضيلا صدق الله العظيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما الدنيا في الآخرة إلا مثل ما يجعل أحدكم إصبعه في اليم فلينظر بما يرجع صدق الله العظيم My dear respected elders, umayi kiram, brothers in Islam, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All praises are due to Allah alone, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has shown us another Friday. My dear respected elders and friends, I want to start off today's talk just to impress upon one very, very important point. And that is the value of life. The reason I say this, brothers, is because many a times, you know, when we meet and greet people, especially amongst the more aged and elderly, people say, you know, hey, Molana, I had my time. Now I want to go back to Allah. few weeks ago, I was in Medina Munawara. So I met one person, he's living there for the past 23 years. So he's saying, you know, Molana, make dua now, you know, I gave my time, now you know I want to go. Immediately I stopped him. I got a good relationship with him. I told him, see my brother, none of us are in this world out of our own accord. No person decided that he's here or he wants to be here out of his own choice. And no person, brothers, will leave or is allowed to leave out of his own accord. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's divine decree. 
Something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained 50,000 years before Allah ta'ala created the heavens and the earth. The narration of Muslim, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, كَتَبَ اللَّهُ مَقَادِيرَ الْخَلَائِقِ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَخْلُقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ بِخَمْسِينَ أَلْفَ سَنَةً 50,000 years before Allah Ta'ala created the cone, the universe, it was decided. So this is something which is solely Allah's prerogative. Solely Allah's prerogative and there is zero inclusion in the choice of man with regards to this matter. Now brothers, coming back to the opening statement, the value of life. I want to quote to you two narrations which come in Mishkat. There were two, two people who came to the Prophet ﷺ and they came and embraced Islam at the same time. The narration mentions that Akhan Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa Rasulullah established the bond of brotherhood between them. They were ex- extremely close to each other. So the rest of the companions would say that, you know, that these brothers are they're very close. They are almost like blood brothers. That's how close they are. So at one point, one of them went in the path of Allah. Now my brothers, we know that going in the path of Allah, laying down one's life for the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's deen, a person is actually literally carrying his soul in his hand. Imagine all, you know, before leaving all those Allah Hafiz. Strong possibility that you're not coming back home. Anyway, my brothers, the Sahabi went in the path of Allah and he gave his life. Can we imagine, brothers, we just speak about this lightly, but for the same good reason, Nabi Salaam said that this is the summit, this is the climax of our deen, where a person he will take bullets, spears, arrows, and he will give his life in the cause of Allah. So that is referred to in the ahadith as the summit in our deen. Anyway, my brothers, his brother survives him. He is in Medina Munawwara, and he lives for exactly one additional week, seven days. Exactly seven days later, he passes away a natural death on his bed in Madinah Munawara. So the janazah is brought into Masjidun Nabawi and Rasulullah offers the janazah. After the janazah salah, there's, there's some conversation, some chit-chat taking place amongst the sahaba kiram So Rasulullah turns towards them and he says, what's all this about? So they say, O oh, Prophet of Allah, it was a known fact that these two sahaba ikram, they were extremely close to each other. They were brothers, brothers in dunya. But in so far as akhirat is concerned, the former sahabi has forged ahead. He's gone far ahead. And the latter sahabi, he passed away in Medina on his bed, a natural death. That's there. So Nabi Sassam looks at them and he tells them that what about that one additional week? The one additional week in the life of the latter sahabi. 
despite the fact that the former Sahabi gave his life in the path of Allah. But Nabi Sallallahu is saying, what about, what about the one additional week of the latter Sahabi? And then Nabi Sallallahu spelt it out. He said, what about his obedience of one week? What about his iman of one week? <coughs> what about his tilawat of Quran of one week? What about, of, what about his salah, his nafil salah of one week? What about his obedience to his parents of one week? And then he said that the difference between the two in the afterlife, in the akhirah will be a distance greater than the distance between the heaven and the earth. One week, brothers. One week. So we might be sitting over here and we might still be recalling last week's Jummah. You know, this happens to me all the time. <coughs> Whenever I sit on the mimbar, I think, I can't believe it. Seven more days. But seven more days, effectively, it's seven more days towards the eventuality, the ultimate. Seven more days Less breaths that Allah has given us, less footsteps, less the food that we will consume, the risk that we will consume. So it's seven more days closer towards the eventuality. But the fact of the matter, my brothers, is we understand that <coughs> this one additional week that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, in the same chapter in Mishkat, there's another similar narration mentioned. Talha radiallahu is the narrator. The three, three companions came. And they embraced Islam from the Banu Udra tribe at the same time. Similar. Two of them, the first Sahabi, the second Sahabi embraced Shahada. The third one passed away a natural death. Talha radiallahu sees the dream. That the one who passed away the natural death, he's gone ahead. So here also Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, yes, what about that additional time that Allah Ta'ala gave him in his life? So my brothers, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has not made us mukallaf of the time that we will go. That is solely Allah Ta'ala's prerogative. But what we have to do before we go, that is key. My brothers, the, the hadith which I recited in the beginning, the Prophet ﷺ said that make the comparison between the two lives. One is the abode of the dunya, the place of amal, the place of action and deed, and the akhirah, the afterlife, that which is still to come. So he said, Mad dunya fil akhirah. We've heard this so many times, brothers. But in our deen, repetition is something which is matlub, it is desired. Same surah Fatiha, same adhan, same iqamat, over and over again. That's why they say that when a person says something a thousand times, if a person will say something a thousand times, then perhaps after one thousand times the heart will accept and make iqrar of the reality of it. Maybe for, if we read Surah Fatiha a thousand times, the reality of that, it will settle in our heart after one thousand times. So the Prophet ﷺ said that the dunya 
as compared to the Akhirah is not even this much. Not even this much to take your finger, immerse it in the ocean. This is the similitude of the world. And the oceans, my brothers, that's the Akhirah. It's unimaginable, Wallah. But we need to say it over and over again. Can we make a comparison between the droplet of water on the tip of our finger against the water in this glass, this jug, a 5-liter bucket, a 50-liter bucket, a 100-liter bucket, your 80,000-liter pool, the oceans of the world, brothers. In fact, this too, my brothers, is just taqreeb ilal faham, something, you know, to draw some level of attention. But in actual fact, we can't draw the comparison because one is finite and the other one is infinite. So anyway, my brothers, I want to quote this hadith in which Rasulullah wasallam says, that ala inna dunya aradun hadir. Remember that the world, this is something which is a profitless provision. Aradun hadir. Then he said, يَأْكُلُ مِنْهُ الْبَرُ وَالْفَاجِرِ Everybody will eat in this dunya. Bar wal-fajir. The prophets will eat. Muhammad Sallallahu will eat. The awliya and the salihin will eat. Allah will bestow them their sustenance whilst Allah is pleased with them. And then the fajir, the transgressor, the criminal, he will also eat. Fir'aun ate, Qarun ate, Shaddad, Abu Jahal, Abu Lahab, all will eat. So, ala inna dunya aradun hadir, ya'kulu minhu al-barru wal-fajir. And then he said, ala, you know, ala in Arabic means hearken. Give a listening ear, pay careful attention. Ala inna al-akhirata ajalun sadiq. That is the promised abode. The promised abode, most certainly everyone will reach there. Then Nabi Sallallahu said, وَيَقْضِي فِيهَا مَلِكٌ قَادِرٌ There will be a very, very powerful sovereign that will pass judgment there. وَيَقْضِي فِيهَا مَلِكٌ قَادِرٌ Then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah, again, إِنَّ الْخَيْرَ كُلَّهُ بِحَذَافِيرِهِ فِي الْجَنَّةِ Goodness in totality, 100%, every form of happiness, the true happiness of the heart, prosperity, tranquility, ease in the true and complete sense of the word is only in Jannah. أَلَا إِنَّ الْخَيْرَ كُلَّهُ بِحَذَافِيرِهِ فِي الْجَنَّةِ so remember my brothers, this is not our Jannah. And don't try to make it our Jannah either. And then he said, Allah inna shar kullahu bihadafirihi finnar. Difficulty, adversity, torment, torture, beyond any level of imagination. Allah has created the other abode. May Allah save us. At this point, my brothers, I just want to slightly digress. In Mishkat also, in Bukhari also, and other kitabs as well. I just want to emphasize one point. That 
when we speak of the other abode, when we speak of hell, we should remember brothers that we are Muslimin and Allah has given us the ticket. We can say we have the ticket and also maybe the boarding pass in our hand. Allah has been kind to us. Allah put us on the path to Jannah. But remember brothers that that can be lost. That's why in the same hadith, the follow-up statement, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, فَعْمَلُوا فَعْمَلُوا وَأَنْتُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ حَذَرْ Continue carrying out your righteous deeds. At the same time, remember you are treading a very fine line. You are treading an extremely fine line. So brothers, why I'm saying this is because it's recorded in the ahadith that there will be people that won't go directly to Jannah. From the Muslimin, and Rasulullah Sallallahu said that there will be people who had carried out deeds in the world, yet they will have to go via. Allah protect us. So that's why the ulama say it is so important that we acquire the quality of taqwa. The true quality of taqwa whereby my brothers, a person learns full self-restraint. And a person is not displeasing Allah at all. And through this, my brothers, a person acquires that quality of friendship with Allah. So there will be people that they will have to go via. Then Nabi Sallallahu will intercede. And then they will be taken and they will be thrown into a stream which is known as Nahrul Haya. It will give life to them once again. It will revive, rejuvenate them. And then after that, they will be granted entry into Jannah. So this is something, my brothers, I'm not here to depress anyone. But you know, sometimes in business also, they say, no, we have to state the facts. This is the belief of the Ahlus Sunnah. This is as it is mentioned in the authentic ahadith, Bukhari, Mishkat and other books. So remember, فَعْمَلُوا وَأَنْتُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ حَذَرٍ And then he said, وَأَنَّكُمْ مُعْرَضُونَ عَلَىٰ أَعْمَالِكُمْ You will be presented before your actions and your deed. And then he said, فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَىٰهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا يَرَىٰهُ The atom's worth of good that you do, you will definitely see it. And the atom's worth of evil that you do, that too you shall see. Rather we, sh- you know, I usually say that too we can see. Because Allah is too merciful. And Allah loves us too much, my brothers. We can't imagine. That's why Allah says, مَا يَفْعَلُ اللَّهُ بِعَذَابِكُمْ إِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ وَآمَنْتُمْ What does Allah Ta'ala have to achieve in chastising us if we believe and we are grateful? In the Dawat of the Anbiya, Allah Ta'ala speaks about Salih alayhi salam, Hud alayhi salam, Shu'ib alayhi salam. They told the people that inna rabbi qareebun mujib. Allah is so close. Allah will answer your supplications. Inna rabbi rahimu wadud. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is extremely compassionate. And Allah loves you. Allah loves you more than your mother, my brother. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has nothing to achieve in punishing any person. Nor did Allah ta'ala create us for that. But as my ustad used to say, that our father, Nabi Adam was in Jannah. 
Now, Allah has put us in the world. We have the ticket in our hand. We have that boarding pass. Now, my brothers, all we got to do is we've got to cling on to that. And up to the last moment, my brothers, leave the world with it. And then Jannah is ours. As Rasulullah Sallallahu said, he said in this hadith, that beyond any level of imagination, Allah will fulfill your every desire in Jannah. The world Allah Ta'ala has made it in this way, that it is full of limitations. And a person can try. As much as you try, you'll try, try and try. But it will never be fulfilled. Because the world is full of limits. Jannah is a limitless abode. This is a place, or that is the place where you will fulfill every desire. So anyway, my brothers, we'll end off with this hadith, which is hadith Qudsi. Where Nabi Sassam narrates the words of Allah. And he says that, oh man, that if you want to add value to your life, then it will be via action and deed. He said, إِنَّمَا هِيَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ أُحْسِيهَا لَكُمْ that everything comes down to your action and deed. And I am keeping a meticulous record of it. فَمَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمَدِ اللَّهِ If you avail of the good opportunities in this world, then praise Allah. وَمَنْ وَجَدَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ But if you didn't seize those opportunities, then Allah says, blame none, save yourself. You know, we spoke about the value of life or time at the beginning. Sometimes, brothers, you know, if a person, for example, you know, now Fajr is getting later, a person didn't see the, the time change, and a person comes early to the masjid, so now he's got 15 minutes extra. General tendency amongst many people, you know, a person will do nothing, or a person may take out his device and do something. But 15 minutes just went like that. What could I have done in those 15 minutes? You could have read Yasin. The Yasin which your mother or father is waiting for in the Qabr, which is going to help you as well. Tasbih, Dhikrullah, increase the size of your Jannah, my brothers. Imagine the Prophet said that that one tree, a hundred years, the fast horse rider of Jannah will not traverse the shade of that one tree. The trunk of the tree is made of gold. It's unimaginable, my brothers. So anyway, brothers, coming back to our discussion is that our life, my brothers, will gain value through action and deed. So now we are going to high season. We've heard the Imam has started the dua, Allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa sha'ban wa balligna ramadan. Rasulullah sallallahu now 60 days prior to Ramadan was already now preparing our mind that you need to realize that you're going now into high season. And he himself would increase in his righteous deeds. Come the month of Ramadan, Nabi Sassam cut himself off from many things. And then come the last 10 days of Ramadan, then now a person has to go into seven gear, off, off the clock. When Nabi Sassam, he used to cut himself off totally. So now, my brothers, when a person now goes into high season, it's, a, it's time now for a person now to gain momentum in his action and deed. So I'll just list a few things, brothers, which inshallah, 
if we start doing now, my brothers, then Allah Ta'ala will grant us a profitable high season, inshallah. In one minute, inshallah. One is that the Prophet ﷺ in these two months, he used to fast additionally. Then my brothers, we know our salah, five daily. In addition to, in addition to that, my brothers, nafil salah. Find the time. If we read about, in the, about the lives of the pious, 300 rakats, 150 rakats, they pushed. Every time they had the opportunity, they pushed. More time in the masjid, my brothers. Don't rush out. Where are we rushing to? Time for Quran. Increase our generosity, our spending on mankind. Dawah and irshad, inviting people towards Allah. Our dua and our supplication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And reduce, my brothers, our device time. Inshallah, in this way, my brothers, we will make our time profitable. We will maximize our time in the high season. And inshallah, my brothers, at the end of Ramadan, inshallah, we'll find that certificate or that success, inshallah. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq wa akhirah da'wana. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alhamdulillahi